Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. I saw somebody talking about they, they listen. One of our listeners was saying they start their morning every morning. And they live, I think, in, in, they Ohio. Live in North, Ohio. Yeah. Yep. They start their list their day every morning by our, with our podcast and some fresh brewed, strange brew coffee. And I'm thinking, man, if that doesn't get you ready for the day, I don't know what will. You should be fired up and, and good to go after that kind of a start. So breakfast of champions, not Wheaties. Strange brew and thunder and light. Yes, 100. percent Did you ever in your life as a high school athlete? Did you ever part ever part of a championship team? Uh division division yes. any kind of yes. championship yes. Will work. Yes. Me and you both, so yes. We are the podcast of... Don't let certain podcasts that have the words champions in their name fool you. Don't don't be fooled by that. Only Thunder and Lightning is the true podcast of champions. Uh, And of course, Strange Brew Coffee House is the coffee of champions. One of our favorite local businesses here in Starkville. When you're up here this weekend for Super Bulldog, don't miss a stop at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner wants you looking good on Super Bulldog weekend. Hopefully you will stop by. If you're in the Jackson area, they've got two locations to serve you. They're at uh, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. It's time to change some things out. I don't know about you, this baseball team. It looks like we're going to be playing baseball for a few more months. A few more months. Get a new shirt for it. All right. I, I think Collegiate Baseball newspaper wants to drop state out of the pole. Just go ahead and kick them out. <laughs> what are they in the Collegiate? They're 11th. What's Ole Miss? I don't know. I didn't look to okay. see where they were. I was going to say, if, if they're ahead of them, I'm, I'm going to have some issues with that. You continue the read, and I, hey, will, I will go see. But anyway, college corner, new shirts, hats, polos, gear for the car, for the house, everything you need maroon and white, you can get it at College Corner. Make sure this weekend you make a stop at Humble Taco. If you've already been, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't been yet, well, then you are missing out on Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a menu like you've never seen before at a Mexican restaurant. Great local products up and down it, but with a twist. Something for everybody there. Vegan, gluten-free, keto, whatever it is you're looking for, they've got you taken care of at Humble Taco. A great drink list, great beer list, great wine list. Everything's working for you at Humble Taco. Make sure to make them a stop this weekend when you are in Starkville. We got a, a good show today. We got to talk a little basketball uh, later in the show. Oh, Mrs. Eighth. I mean, what are we talking about here? What's uh, what's Texas? Texas is third. A team state beat. What's Texas Tech? Texas Tech is ninth. A team state beat. And uh, who's one? Arkansas. Arkansas is Vandy two. They are. After dropping a series, they're still two. I mean, Texas I, uh, Vandy, Vandy's two. Texas three. Tennessee four. South Carolina's oh, five. Tennessee four. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. South Carolina 5? Yeah, top 5 team, according oh, to Collegiate on. Baseball Newspaper. 
that old man needs to be shut out of the business. All right. Why are still people still like recognizing him? Joel, you can start. You can be the first. You can be the first publication to say I no longer recognize the collegiate baseball. The record. only reason I included in my rankings thing I did. He might yell at you though. Is because Mississippi State includes it in their game notes. Right. Tell you, you need to be the first. Be, be a trendsetter. Let's let's move away from collegiate baseball. I guess the question here is, why does Mississippi State include that one in its game notes? Like you could easily chop it out, right? And who who would care? He the guy would care. And that would hurt you how? Well, then the next year, the next week, you'd be like, you know, he start digging up dirt on you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it would hurt. All right. Basketball a little later in the show. Baseball to start us off here, Joel. And you know what? We've been so high on baseball. I gotta be honest with you, it's bothering me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta talk negative at some point. You gotta bring in the doom and gloom. It's, it's just it comes... part of it. But here's what I, I was watching. You know, watching games this weekend, the Friday night game in particular. And you know, you watch everybody on on social media, and they're just losing their minds about Landon Sims. You know, why is he not in the game? Why is he not in the game? And I get why he's not in the game. You know, he's the closer. You can't let him pitch three. If you want to be able to use him twice in a weekend, he can't go for three innings in a, in any situation. That's not that's not possible. That's fair. But it got me to thinking. Watching Brandon Smith struggle again, uh, watching Preston Johnson sort of struggle. Uh, then you go to Sunday, and I, granted, they pitch some guys who normally aren't going to get SEC innings. But who in this bullpen, other than Landon Sims, do you really trust? I think my trust rankings go. Landon Sims, who I have absolute would let him watch my children trust in. Like I have my my, my theory is this: when you hear White Snake, the game is over. Period. Then you have Houston Harding, who I think is number two, but there's a pretty sizable gap between one and two. And then I have no idea who you I'd would put you it would to. go Houston Harding over Brandon Smith. Yeah, right now I would. Yeah. Did Did Brandon pitch this weekend? Yeah, he pitched on Friday and he, he struggled. That's right. That's right. Struggle. And he had a defensive lapse behind him, but he just hasn't. You know, he looks so sharp after the LSU, going from the start of the season he's to had LSU. He's three straight kind of iffy. iffy outings. Yeah. So Harding, and then maybe Brandon Smith. I don't know who third. Maybe Parker Stinnett. I don't know. But, you know, I know the power arms are there, right? I've seen the mile per hour. I know State has a bunch of guys that are throwing 90 plus. But who do we have trust in to get outs is the question. Who, who does Chris Lamonis turn to? Because you, sometimes you, you've got to bridge that gap between your starter and Landon Sims. Who are those guys for you? Ah, uh, you know, I I guess Preston Johnson's up there. Is that fair at this point? It is, but he had a rough outing uh, Friday night. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of those deals where what you're saying is not wrong. Like, other than Landon, right now at this moment, I don't know that there's anybody that you, like, would put out there in the ninth inning and say, hey, game's over. Yeah. Other than Landon, I don't think there is a guy. Mm-hmm. That said, State has so many arms that I feel like any given weekend, one of them is the Brandon Smith of the first few weeks. You know, because mm-hmm. for, for the first few weeks, you would put, you know, 1A... Landon Sims, 1B, Brandon Smith, whatever. They were both darn good, and they weren't letting anybody score. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of had a little bit different ways of doing it, but still. I feel like on any given weekend, Landon Sims is always option one, but there are so many different guys that that Brandon Smith role can can be filled by someone else. And, I mean, what you're seeing right now is a 
period of time in which there may be some moving and shaking in that bullpen. You know, maybe you see Parker Stinnett or somebody get a late-inning chance that he might not would have gotten two or three weeks ago because, like you said, I mean, Brandon Smith hadn't been the Brandon Smith of, of the first month of the season. Um, I, I think your concern, if that's how you say it, is valid here. I just think State has so many options that at any given moment, there's always an option B that's pretty good. Do you see, you think about the guys who pitched on Sunday who you don't see a whole lot of, Mikey Tepper, uh, Dylan Carmouche, Casey Hunt. Is there a guy in there that could evolve into a more reliable option out of the bullpen? A guy that you could see, you know, it, this is, it, it's hard to believe, this is, this is only coming up to week five, you're halfway through. By the time you get to week eight or nine, there could be another guy to show up. Is, is there a guy in there that you like? Mikey Tepper, I think, has a really high ceiling. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we'll see if he, how quickly he can get to that ceiling. But when you rattle off those names, maybe it's just a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> I don't know, if man crush is the right way to say it. I'm just really intrigued by what I think he can do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy. I'm just trying to look up Mikey Tepper's stats because it feels like he's done really well when he's been in games. Let's see. He has, but I mean, he, you know, the, Saturday or Sunday was the first real competition he's pitched against. It's true. He hasn't pitched in any of the other SEC games. Yeah, he's given up three hits and three runs in seven innings, struck out 11. Yeah. yeah um, obviously, the, the, I mean, he's throwing, I've seen him top off 97 at Duty Noble. So, you know, the, the arm talent's definitely there. He just, you know, he needs to become a little bit more consistent. And that's I think that's the that's the case of everybody we're talking about here. Like I said, State has got the arms. There's talented guys in that bullpen. There just needs to be a little bit more consistency. There can't be Preston Johnson coming in and walking a couple of guys when you're up five to two. Yeah. There can't be uh, you know just just the the Brandon Smith just not getting the you know he got hit pretty hard even though he got out of an inning. You you need a little bit more of the swing and miss that you're getting from your starters and from Landon Sims. Yeah. That best sort of begs the question: Where is Eric Sarantola in all this? Right now, it feels like Eric Sarantola is not in the picture. Yeah, I think he'll pitch as you're listening tonight. I think he'll pitch tonight against um, Arkansas, Arkansas State. Arkansas State. If, but Arkansas State is not a swack team. They're not a team that you can just plan to throw a guy, different guy every inning. You're going to have to let somebody. You know, we, we I haven't talked to Chris Lamonish yet for Sports Talk Mississippi. I assume he'll let us know who's getting that start. But I feel like that's a game you sort of have to play it a little more more by the book than you have been against Southern and Grambling and so on and so forth. I mean, we'll see what he does, but maybe Eric Sarantola didn't pitch on Sunday because they've got him earmarked for Tuesday. That's the starter? Maybe. You think? I'm just trying to think. Who? Why? I thought it was odd that he didn't pitch it all Sunday. I did too. And, you know, you think about the guy who's been getting the midweek starts, Houston Harding. He threw twice this past weekend. Seems unlikely that he would get the start. So, I mean, it's, it's possible. But when you ask where Eric Sarantola fits in this big picture of things, as we rattle off names, I'm going to rattle off a lot before I get to Eric Sarantola as far as trust. Is that fair? Yeah. 100% fair. Yeah. I mean, because how could it be? You know, I mean, he, he just he struggled so much uh, when when he's been out there. But again, in terms of stuff, I mean, maybe number one on the on the roster. I mean, right now I'm putting like Parker Stinnett ahead of. Well, Stinnett's an interesting I mean, anybody guy. anybody that you throw out there for the most part. Yeah, I'm going to say right now them over Sarantola. Like Sarantola for me, 
my confidence level is not high on him because he had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and he never did really live up to it. Now, I, I know we use that term stuff, and I do believe he's got the stuff that he may one day have an outstanding big league career if he ever harnesses it. But Mississippi State in 2021 is not in a position to do you know tryouts in April. No, you're right. You, know, you can't throw him out there and just hope he gets it figured out. I guess I say that. You know, State here in a couple of weeks, and they announce those national seeds, and they say, hey, you're hosting a regional and a super regional no matter what happens the rest of the way. Well, maybe then you can do tryouts a little bit in May and say, all right, Eric, you're getting a start. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen, but, I mean, maybe you can be a little more free and loose with what you do if, if you already have a, a hosting spot locked up. You mentioned Stanett. He's an interesting guy. Obviously, the stuff is ridiculous, and he's throwing 95-96. He got the last inning against Kentucky uh, two weeks ago, and you know his defense let him down. It, it should have been a much easier inning for him and could have gotten out of that without any, any headache. He got an inning uh, this past weekend on Saturday in that game, so he didn't pitch well. He, I think, is they're trying to groom him into being that next guy. Because honestly, if you can tell me that I can – I mean – Friday, Saturday, if I can get McLeod and Bednar to give me six or seven, and then I can get an inning out of Stinnett and an inning out of Sims, or I can get two innings from Sims or two innings from Stinnett the next day, I'm, I'm perfectly happy on Sunday to just sort of throw the kitchen sink at everything. But right now, it, it does feel like there's more – it's more hype than, 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 than results sometimes with this bullpen. They've been very good. It's, I feel like I'm, I'm – I'm overstating this problem. It's just something that, outside of Landon Sims, there's just not a guy that when he walks out, I just say, okay, they, they're going to get out of this situation. You know, you think about a couple years ago when you had Cole Gordon, and you knew you felt great about Cole Gordon, but you also felt great about Jared Lebel in 2019. You yeah. know, when he came out, he's like, you're in good shape here. Uh, or two years ago with JP, or the year before that with JP France and, and Zach Neff, you felt good about those guys coming out of the bullpen, and then so on and so forth. State has got like the talent is obviously there, but the production has not been, it hasn't matched the the the, uh, the hype around the arms. You know what some of the problem is? Hmm. Landon Sims is so good. There's that too. Yeah, that's that a good point. You you look at everybody else and you just like, well, we don't trust them as much as him. It's kind of like when you're if you were in a room with uh, a bunch of beautiful ladies, Brian and and Margot Ro- Margo Robbie was in there. Yeah. Well, for for you, no one else would compare to her. You know. I mean, you're about to I run. mean, like. When Landon Sims is in this mix here, mm-hmm. he is so dominant and so good, and you trust him so much. Anybody that you try to compare, put on that list, you just can't. Yeah, I mean, I, and I get that. There's, there's a little bit of, oh, he gave up a hit. He's no Landon Sims, but there have been, you know, iffy innings from these guys throughout. And, I, and I, like I said, I get the point of. I think it was Friday at LSU. Preston Johnson was the first guy off the off the in the bullpen. After McLeod came out, it was Saturday because we were at your house. Was that press? Okay, that was Saturday after Bednar. Yeah. Okay, and we we're just like, "What's going on here? Why would you?" Do-? But it makes sense, right? You got to get these guys some innings. You talked about tryouts a minute ago. It's not so much tryouts as you you got to find some guys you can trust in these situations beyond Land and Sims. I think Lamonis has done a really good job of doing that. He's gotten guys innings. You know, like a guy like Cam Tuller has pitched a lot of of quality um, pressure at bats so far. Preston Johnson, sort of the same. But now it's on those guys to take advantage of those situations and become, you know, the dominant guys. The 13 team that, that that was so good. I mean, you just had so many options in the bullpen there. State has that situation this year, but with better starting pitching. That is a formula that can win a national title. 
It's just a question of are these guys going to be de- are they going to deliver when their name gets called? I think they can. They have the talent to do it. Just watch the Friday night game having you know losing that five two lead in the manner they did got me to thinking about this topic. Yeah, and, and something to remember too. You're not wrong in, in talking about it too, but some nights even the best are gonna falter. You know, I, and I kind of feel like Friday night was was one of those nights a mm-hmm. little bit. So. In baseball, this this level of baseball in particular, you're always going to have those those nights where things don't go as smooth as you'd like them to. But I feel like overall, mm-hmm. you're right in that it's Landon on the trust scale. Landon Sims, there is no one else you would rather have in a game than him. But I, I do feel like that the options are so plentiful beneath him. From There's a talent always, perspective, do what? From a talent, from a talent perspective, Not from a production I just, though. I just feel like there's always going to be an option B that's pretty darn good. And some weekends that may be Brandon Smith, and some weekends that may be, you know, Johnson. Some weekends that may be Parker Stinnett. I don't know. But I just think there's always going to be somebody mm-hmm. that, that Chris Lamontis can turn to to put out fires or whatever. The easy answer to this is just tell McLeod and Bednar, give me seven. And and then, you know, you know tell your hitters, let's make it let's make it easy. <laughs> and then you don't have these issues. But, you know, you can't just make that happen magically. So I'm interested to see this weekend because I don't think the Ole Miss bullpen is great. They got a couple of guys, but they, they don't have, they certainly don't have the depth. But Hoagland and Nikhazy are very good. But I think the bullpens are going to determine what happens this weekend. And so you know, it's going to be on these guys to to deliver in this situation. This is, a pre- this is going to be the most pressure packed situation of the year. Big crowds, your in state rival. Winning this series puts you in, in the, the catbird seat as far as making sure that you're going to be a national seed and you can host throughout. A lot of pressure. We talked about it yesterday. That may be the, the, the focus of our Thursday podcast, to be honest with you, of you know who's under more pressure. Under pressure. Dun, 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 dun. So we'll see. we'll see where that takes us. But, yeah, for me, this bullpen, I, I just want to see a little bit more. I feel like I'm seeing a lot, but I'm not seeing enough. And, and maybe, like you said, we talked about it all all summer long and all all off season about how you know that's this was the expectation level. This bullpen was going to be elite. I feel like Landon Sims has been elite, but the rest of the guys have just been good. And that's where you know can they take another step forward? If they do, state's going to be in the national championship discussion. Have you seen some of these StubHub prices for this weekend? Yeah, they're like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, like minimum. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna pay some money. I mean, there, there's I'm looking at some now. Two tickets in row in and one hundred three. For five seventy each, goodness gracious! I mean, when's the last time a football ticket went for that Davis Wade? Probably twenty fourteen, maybe twenty seventeen. Alabama game, maybe, maybe. But that's it. Yeah, I mean, people want to see this series. They want to see some baseball. One other thing before baseball, before we move on, uh, Cam James, newcomer of the week. I guess the SEC has changed their terminology, which they should. Well, that's fine, but he started every game last year. It's, I mean, just just make him co-player of the week and find an actual freshman. I get that he's a freshman in the you know the biblical sense of the word. I guess I don't know, but when I saw that, I was just like, really newcomer? He's, this is like his. Well, I mean, this has been my question all along. For like, I think there's a good chance come this coming football season that Jaden Wally has a huge year. Mm-hmm. Is he a two-time freshman of the year at that point? Could be something like that. I don't know. 
I mean, how does, how does that work? I, I think they should just classify them all as sophomores. And then when they get to their senior year, just it can be an extra senior. I don't know. Maybe you just, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I was trying to come up with a new term. Nah, I'm with you on that. I don't know. Super duper freshman. I don't know. <laughs> SDF, super duper freshman. <laughs> it's kind of like Mario, you know, when he gets the mushroom, you, you become a big freshman. You know, you. <laughs> What happens when you get the flower? Is that Ooh. what we want? Will Rogers? Well, doing that's kind of what Christian McLeod is because he's like a third-year freshman. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Now, he gets the star. He's just he's, in, yeah, he's invincible. He's invincible. At this point, so. <laughs> Bednar is more of the uh, the fireballer. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on over and let's talk about our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Make sure this weekend, if you're planning on cooking out, if you're going to be at Duty Noble Field, put some Welcome Home Beef products on the grill. You will not go wrong with that. If you're here in North Mississippi, here in Starkville, you can always stop by Val's Market and pick up Welcome Home Beef products there on the shelves in the butcher department. Or you can just head by the store over there on University Drive, and they will take care of you there. So much more than just steak and burgers. They've got all sorts of cuts of the animal, and they've got you know, the country-pleasing sausage. They've got some ready-made meals over there. They've got some stuff in the free. I went in there the other day. I was like, "Hey, is that a pizza?" It was. They got um, they got pizzas in there now. They got they got. I mean, what you never know what you're going to find when you go to Welcome Home Beef, but you will always know that it's going to be delicious. So swing by there today, 662-268-8148, or shop online at welcomehomebeef.com. With Welcome Home Beef, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. Don't forget this week to put two brothers on your list. You will regret it otherwise. One of the best restaurants, not just in Starkville, but across the SEC. Unique food, southern smoked soul food. Great local beers, great custom cocktails. A huge patio to enjoy. So it's going to be some cool weather this weekend. Definitely don't want to miss that. So, before the game or after the game, Two Brothers is the place to be. 621 University Drive right there in the heart of the Cotton District. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems want to help you out. They want to put their wealth of experience to work for you. They've been helping businesses just like yours in the state for nearly 50 years. And you don't stay in business that long unless you know what you're doing. So, whatever your needs are, copiers, printers, upgrades to software, anything that work work-related, office-related, they've got you taken care of, and they do it all with great customer service that you would expect from a local business. Call Advantage Business Systems today and find out how they can get to work for you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. A little basketball talk, men's basketball. The transfer portal. Sometimes it gives, sometimes it takes. The rumor mill, rumor has it. I haven't said that in a long time. Uh, but that Mississippi State's going to be picking up not just some players, but some big-time players uh, in the coming days. Specifically, the, the eyes are on uh, Memphis swingman DJ Jeffries and uh, North Carolina post player Garrison Brooks. Two players who had connections with MSU in recruiting process. As you know, Brooks actually signed with Mississippi State out of high school, but ended up uh, getting out of that letter of intent to go to North Carolina. And then uh, Jeffries was recruited heavily by Mississippi State, committed to Kentucky, and then ended up being part of that number one rated class at Memphis, but has sort of fallen out of uh, favor there. Both of these guys right now, if, it looks as if, are leaning towards heading to Mississippi State. Joel, I don't like to put a lot of pressure on people, as you know. I don't like to, I don't like to be the guy that says, this needs to happen. You know, hey, that's, not, that's just not who I am, is it? Yeah, anyway. But I'm telling you right now, if State's starting lineup next year is Molinar, Stewart, Jeffries, Smith, and Brooks, you better you better be contending for the not just for the NCAA tournament. You need to be from day one 
until the, they pick until selection Sunday, yes, they are in the tournament. Well, hey, you know, if you're Ben Howland and you think pressure's on this year anyway, might as well might as well turn the burner up and crank it up, right? Yeah. Dude, dude, that's a good team. Or it should that be. That team with Derek Fountain, um, Javian Davis, Quentin Post, possibly Abdul Adu. Adu is the most interesting thing to me in this. Will Howl, if Adu says I'm coming back, will Howland put him on the bench? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's in. It it seems unlikely, but then again, you but look you at what you would have, point. and you're like, you can't you can't tell Tolu Smith to come off the bench. What a reserve, though. Oh, <laughs> and you think about Abdul doing? He's always had problems with foul trouble. And now you're like, hey, you're playing 15 minutes, man. Go get your five. What do I care? Just go out there and be the enforcer. I mean, yeah, that's you're talking about. He might be the best six man in college basketball at that point. All that said, I still don't have my head wrapped around how good of a chance that is for, for Abdul Adu to come back. I, I, know, I don't either. And, and I quite honestly, in the last couple of weeks, I haven't really checked on that. Um, I, I know that nothing had been decided as of a couple of weeks ago, but and it was still kind of hanging out there, and I don't know if he'll come back or not. I don't know if you – know, would that factor into his decision? You know, Ben Howland saying, look who's coming in, and you may end up on the bench, and maybe that you know pushes him out the door. Officially, I, I I don't know, um, but it's intriguing to think about. I'm gonna say he's gonna be the best defender on anybody's bench in the league if he comes yeah. back. Yeah, 100. percent I mean this 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 team is that that team with with the players I listed, you know, and we're making assumptions. Obviously, Jeffries hasn't made his decision. Brooks hasn't made his decision. Stewart could Stewart hasn't made his decision yet. I think he'll come back, but I mean, I thought at this time last year, I thought Robert Woodard would come back too. Molinar, to my knowledge, hadn't even declared for like an NBA draft or anything. I yet, saw but... a report today from from Paul Jones who said that he does not expect neither he or Tolu Smith to even look. Yeah, well, so. I mean, Iverson, to his credit, he was asked after one of the NIT games, or maybe it's after the SEC, the final SEC tournament game, mm-hmm. was asked, you know, do you plan on coming? He was like, yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah. Like he, he didn't seem to have any hesitation at all in saying that he would be back. But so. you give me that lineup. Again, Molinar, Stewart, Jeffrey, Smith, Brooks. And coming off the bench, I've got Javian Davis and Cam Matthews and Derek Fountain, Quentin Post, maybe Abdullah Du, maybe Anderson Garcia. And I would guess one or two of those guys might move on. Well, if- Keandre Montgomery and Davon Smith have already moved on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. And then you're bringing in Keyshawn Murphy and Alden Applewhite and – Cam, oh, the, the new kid. I don't have his. Ah, oh gosh. I, I just bad. wrote it a week ago. You'd think I'd have it at the. It's Keys. Is that right? Cam, Cam Keys. Cam, isn't Cameron Keys? You know, there's only. If only we had a device. I wrote it, so you would think it would be imprinted upon. Cameron my, Carter. Carter. So you've got, you know, those three guys coming in. Who is Cam Keys? Now I'm going to look that know. up. Who am I thinking? It's so interesting to look at the difference between basketball and football recruiting in that in basketball, you, State's got three guys. They're all three stars on the 24 7 composite, right? But their scores are 92-11, 92-75, and 90-25. In football, those are all four-star players. All of them. So I don't I don't quite understand how that works, but whatever. But you know, you look at your options in the post now. If you've got Brooks and Smith with uh Quentin Post with Cam Matthews, I think can play the four. He's got the physical stature to do that. And then you're adding Keyshawn Murphy. You got some good options there. The one thing this team, the one thing this team really lacks to me still is that true point guard, and they've talked about a couple of guys in the transfer portal for that as well. But 
that's what this team is, is like. And I thought Davon Smith could be that guy, but unfortunately, you know, he's decided to move on. If they can find like one more piece, and uh, you're going to sit there and look at the numbers. I, Rick Stansberry said it. It is the truth. The numbers always work out. To go out and find a veteran point guard, a guy who's just you know a real true distributor, then then that's that's the only thing this, this team is missing to me. And they should be a top twenty five kind of team. They should be sort of what they were in twenty eighteen. I guess that's twenty nineteen twenty. Is that right? Or twenty eighteen nineteen? Reggie's last year. No, no. Q's last year when Q's they went to the tournament. Okay. They should be like that. That team was in the net was a top twenty five team all year. They had a couple of untimely losses that kept them out of the polls. But there was never any doubt they were going to make the NCAA tournament. That's what this team could be, if not better. I mean, you're, you've got. I mean, that that's about to be one of the most talented starting fives you've had at, at every. I mean, you think about like the the Final Four team, right? Obviously, they had Dampier and they had uh, Dante Jones and Daryl Wilson. But but Bullard was you know a good player. But it, I mean, Marcus Bullard, Iverson, Molinar. And let's not forget, Who am I take? Brian, I'm taking Molinar. Th- this team, this last year, it's. They were pretty good anyway. Yeah. I mean, look, was there some frustration because you blew some games? Right. That, yeah, for sure. But this, that, I think, but you, you were competitive in, yeah. in games at Alabama and at Tennessee and at Arkansas. You were ahead in that game yeah. before the, the bottom fell out. And, right. I mean, you, you were you did beat Kentucky at the end of the year. Should have beat them at the beginning of the year. Yeah. You had A&M. I mean, this, this past year, man, could have been – Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but could have been a lot better year than it, it was. Feels like the team was really good. These additions and then guys like Fountain and Matthews being a year young, a year older, those kind of games won't slip away from you in in this upcoming season. So you have an opportunity to be really good. Now, again, it's on Ben Howland. He's got to deliver this time. But he was going to have to probably have to do that whether or not he whether gets or not Brooks he got these or Jeffries or whatever. Right, right. Anyway. But even if he had just brought back who he thought he was going to get. It still would have been good, good shape. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the the transfers coming in have, that's sort of what pushed Davon Smith out, because I think if if you weren't going to get Jeffries, the next year your lineup would have been Smith, uh, Molinar, Stewart, Smith, and either Brooks or whoever at the four. But Jeffries coming in, you want to play him as a starter. That means you got to move Davon Smith. He's got to stay on the bench. And so Davon made the decision, rightly so, that he wants to you know be a starter, and he can do that. But I, I wish he had stayed because I, I think that's a talented player. So we'll see, we'll see where it takes it. But this, this team was already the pre- I don't think the I think you're right. The pressure hasn't changed, the expectations haven't changed, but this team should be pretty good. It should be. There's no excuse for it not to be, assuming these things happen. I mean, you have every right between the NIT run and. We are doing a lot of assuming here, like like this is a slam dunk. I guess it's not a slam dunk at all that Jeffries and Brooks are coming, although it, it you know the tea leaves kind of pointing that way. But um, with the NIT run concluding like it did, and you getting all the way to the title game of that, and what the team was last year, there's a genuine excitement I think for men's basketball. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I don't. Look, maybe part of that is I don't know if there is any more excitement for women's basketball. And, and look, that's not a Nikki bashing statement. It's just a lot of people kind of soured on it towards the end there this I past agree. season. And so if you want your basketball fix now, the hot ticket, at the moment anyway, is back on the men a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we'll see. All right, tomorrow's show is The Rumblings. Why don't you uh, fire off a tweet for us there, my friend? We'll get some questions in. We'll, uh, we'll answer those tomorrow. 
on Thursday's show, we'll talk about pressure. Yeah, we'll talk about who's under pressure this weekend. Going to definitely get an interview between now and then. And also, we got a positional breakdown. The defensive line is where we'll be looking. And then Friday's show, of course, we will be uh, previewing Mississippi State Ole Miss for Super Bulldog weekend. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.